die. A new kind of game. I have hired six teams of assassins. You are their quarry. And Marina stars as Kane, an international crime lord with a score to settle. You are dead. Nothing to it. Right. Starring Eric Estrada, Donna Spear, Roberta Vasquez, Bruce Penhall, and Pat Morita as Kane. We get hazardous duty pay for this. I hope we live long enough to spend it. Do or die. Welcome back. This is Movie Date Night Podcast. Of course, I'm Don, and this is Sean here. Hello. And um, he picked a movie. (laughs) I was out of town, um, and I picked something quick. Okay, here's the deal. This is why we picked this movie, or why I picked this movie. Um, I wanted to pick something that had to do with summer and had something to do with the beach. I was thinking beach. Um... We'd already done summer school, and I was thinking of doing the film Hard Bodies, which I think I've mentioned a few times on this show. Uh, the more I thought about it, I thought, maybe we shouldn't do Hard Bodies. Um, so I thought of Savage Beach, uh, directed by Andy Sedaris, because it has beach in the title. And it's an Andy Sedaris film, so I knew it would be dumb and easy to review, <laughs> because it's been a very long week. Um... I picked another Andy Sedaris movie, uh, just at the spur of the moment, uh, 1991's Do or Die, which is great. It has all the, st- uh, the stupid things that Andy Sedaris movies have in them. Unfortunately, very little of it takes place on a beach, or I should say in Hawaii. All of Sedaris' movies, or well, I thought all of Sedaris' movies took place in Hawaii. Apparently, some of them only take place about... 10 minutes in Hawaii. Uh, the rest of it was shot in... Well, God, who knows where it was shot. Not Hawaii. <laughs> um, I'm going to do a real brief... Uh, brief little rant about uh, Andy Sedaris. Um, if you're a fan of B-movies, if you grew up on late-night cable, Cinemax especially, you're aware of his work. Uh, Malibu Express and Hard Ticket to Hawaii that's the one we should have done uh, those two movies played on late night cable um, almost weekly very popular films and a very very popular movies for uh, middle school aged boys which I was at the time um, Andy Sedaris was kind of a auteur if you will um, he began his career uh, directing Monday Night Football episodes and he also directed the televised uh, 1968 Summer Olympics. So the guy definitely is an established uh, director. And he did something. He, he revolutionized some kind of style of setting up cameras on, on, on the sports fields. I'm, I, I don't know the exact details, but he's very talented in his own right. His films, on the other hand... Um, well, Do or Die is a perfect example. Um, we'll get into the film itself. Uh, Mrs. Mr. Sedaris passed away at the age of 76 in 2007. His wife, Ann Sedaris, um, she, well, his ex-wife, 
I'm reading off IMDb, of course. But his ex-wife produced uh, many of his films. Uh, but Andy Sedaris wrote and directed... The, I believe he wrote and directed all of them. Uh, he started in the 70s with a movie called Seven. Not to be confused with the other Seven, because it's nothing like it. Uh, and he basically made the same types of movies uh, till the end of his life. And... These are fun, stupid... I mean, they're kind of critic-proof because they're so stupid and they... You know, they are they are stupid, but it, it was it's fast-paced and it's entertaining and I laughed a lot. You, la- you laugh a lot. Yes, yes, I laughed a lot. This was... Uh... I don't think they're supposed to be laughed at, though. No, oh no, they're, they are supposed to be laughed at. You haven't seen Hard Ticket to Hawaii, trust me. As ludicrous as Do or Die is, Hard Ticket to Hawaii is more... YouTube, YouTube a clip from Hard Ticket to Hawaii to see how... There's a poisonous snake in it that looks like something purchased out of a dollar store, a rubber. <laughs> yeah, that's just part... I mean, yeah. They they are. They, <laughs> I said they are. They are supposed... I'm convinced they're supposed to be stupid. Uh, but anyway, that's enough about it. Uh, let's talk about the film. Once again, this is 1991, although I think it says 92. On, it doesn't matter. Um the early 90s Andy Sedaris pick Do or Die starring Pat Morita Eric Estrada and Donna Spear and I believe Donna Spear I'm not pronouncing that right yeah Donna Spear was in almost all of his films from the uh, late 80s on Uh, okay you want to talk about the plot (laughs) Do or Die (laughs) well it's about these um, two Women who are, what are they, spies or they're agents of something? They are, it doesn't matter. They're doesn't federal matter. They're federal agents. I, really? Okay. Yes, according to IMD. I have to okay. read the plot because I couldn't follow it. I followed the freaking Matrix sequels better well, than I followed this. Well, a- apparently, um, they. Pat Morita put a tracking device on their watches and they're in some kind of <laughs> game of some sort. This is set up with like one line or dialogue or two lines of dialogue the entire plot. But go and, ahead. And they're they're supposed to survive Pet Morita's uh, assassin attempts. Um, not 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 from Pat Morita himself. He spends no, mo- he spends well, the whole movie in a room getting a massage. Yeah, apparently and, that's his thing. I well, <laughs> that's how they got Pat Morita in the movie. I can tell you yeah. why. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about, but um. Apparently, it has something to do with money and something. Pat Morita, who plays Kane. Um, it reminds Pat- me of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, it, this is this isn't even Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Mortal no. Kombat Annihilation is better than than this, or is it? I don't know. But um, Pat Morita plays Kane, and he's generic evil guy from a you know very bad. I wouldn't even give a James Bond villain you know worse than that. Uh, but he wants okay. It, it makes no his motivation makes no sense at all. Uh, but you know what? Now I think about it. That's probably the point. No one's going to watch these movies for plot or character. We're reading way too much into these Andy Sedaris yeah, that, movies. Yeah, don't even worry about why why they're being hunted down. It but you know, matter. the other ones I've seen do have plots, as dumb as they are. 
Anyway, Pat Morita is the villain. He wants to... He sends six teams of assassins after these two agents. Uh, Donna Spear plays one, and Roberta Vasquez uh, played the other one. Uh, I actually like Roberta Vasquez. Um, She actually... I think of all the people in this movie that are unknown, she probably could have had a decent, you know, acting career, I think. I think she comes off as more natural. Of course, she's the only woman in the film that looks yeah. natural. It's chocked full of implants. Yeah, well, all, all of his movies were. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I like Roberta Robert, yeah, Vasquez. And, and Donna Spears is not a terrible actor. I, They got the best two female performers to be the leads. Okay, compared to the no, compared to the other women and men in the film, well, they got the best yeah that they could get. All right, Donna Spear has a bit of charisma. She certainly conveyed. I can't believe I'm dissecting the acting in an Anastasia film, but she certainly conveys some kind of um, dominance. I guess she she could have been, or maybe she was a decent B grade action hero. Okay. Maybe, uh, you know, <laughs> Steven Seagal, 90s level, but even way down from that. Um, anyway, uh, they are, there are, there's six teams of assassins that Pat Morita, that Pat Morita wants to hunt down these two agents, and it's a game, and it's also he can uh, manipulate the stock market, which is never explained how this is I going don't to. Man- that. I don't understand how hunting these two. It's completely ludicrous. About twenty minutes in, the movie does two terrible things. It leaves Hawaii, <laughs> and it introduces Eric Estrada. <laughs> oh, that was bad. And Eric Estrada, um, what? annoyed me about his characters first of all things are the plots explained in a few lines of dialogue so for about 10 or 15 minutes i didn't know if eric estrada was trying to kill them if he was one of the assassins or if he was going to help them out yeah obviously it's explained he he's on their side oh i'm sorry spoiler alert um he's on (laughs) he he's on their side in fact, there's a couple characters that are um, introduced. The guy that was in Texas that had the redhead girlfriend. Um, I couldn't. Hair. I couldn't. T- well, it, it's an early. And I'm going to defend the hair. It's early '90s. It's bad though. It's bad, but you know, uh, Skin Deep is a fantastic movie. Uh, the Blake Edwards movie, but it's from '89 and it's full of terrible hair. So I mean, Married to the Mob. Great comedy, terrible hair. But those are, you know, good, decent movies. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> well, this this is, and we'll we'll get to the the final rating here. This uh, not, I mean, but it is fast paced. It's not boring. It no. is never boring. There are always beautiful people to look at, cool cars to look at, cool guns, obviously fake. But cool guns to look at, explosions, enough explosions, yeah. <laughs> they blow everything up real good in this movie. And, and if you're a, a 12, 13-year-old boy, a lot of lingering shots of women, you know, getting dressed. There is... We're not doing this chronologically as far as other movies going, but who cares? It doesn't matter. There is a... 
very tame, especially by today's standards, very tame sex scene in a pool with Eric Estrada and Donna Spear. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that may now that may appeal to some people and it may not appeal to many people. However, that scene in the pool, and I told you this while it was going on, lame as it is, a much hotter pool sex scene than Showgirls. Well, Kyle yeah. McLaughlin and Elizabeth Berkley. <laughs> and far more. Yeah. And that might be a faint praise. That's not seen much. I'm just giving the movie credit where it's due. Let's talk about the gratuitous nudity and the sex in this movie. Uh, there isn't much sex. Most of Sedaris's films, like all softcore stuff from this era were basically bait and switch movies or tease movies you know get you in with a tantalizing cover and yeah and like you said they're made for 13 year old boys um i should have picked another better beach movie but well what are you gonna do i picked one with no beach and but in like the (laughs) half the last half of it or it seems like the last hour of it takes place in louisiana so you go from these gorgeous settings to these very ugly settings. But then it goes to Texas. And it's even uglier. But the thing is, why have the name Beach in it and there's no beach? No, we, didn't, <laughs> we, we didn't do Savage Beach. We did Do or Die. Oh. <laughs> it's very, it's very know, easy. Blend. I'm sure Savage Beach... Well, Savage Beach has Donna Spear in it as well, so it's probably... But <laughs> Well, it, it's it's still... Well, I'm sure you get the same experience. Mm. But back to the uh, gratuitous nudity and the sex scenes, and, and why I want to bring this up is, one may wonder why Academy Award nominee Pat Morita is in this film. Now, Morita's career was not didn't do too well post Karate Kid. Uh, he was in, of course, the sequels to varying degrees of success, and he did many other B movies, uh, which is fine. He was working. In fact, he worked steadily till he passed away. Uh, but you wonder how did they get Pat Morita in this? Because it's not is hard. To obviously, out. low budget. He spends the entire movie with his sidekick. Uh, what was her name? Silk. Silk. Thank you. His sidekick. His uh, lady. His his, his um, lady friend. His lady friend. His concubine. Or is she? But he spends the entire film in scenes with her. Either she's giving him a massage or he's giving her a massage. And even through that, he looks so fucking bored and or drunk and or hungover. I apologize. The man has passed away. I'm sure he was a great guy. But it's well known that he had a serious drinking problem. So they obviously he obviously stayed pretty intoxicated through this film. And I can't blame him. Um... <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, he, um, he's not, it's not as much fun as you think because he brings absolutely no energy to his, no, even, I mean, you look at even him in happy days, he was boom, he was alive yeah. in those, in, in, in the Karate Kid films, of course. Um, but he, he seems so incredibly bored, but actually that's apt for the film. Um, now I'm talking about this, like it's some terrible God awful movie It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. It definitely falls into the so bad it's good category. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. Um, I didn't even mind the gratuitous ass shots, men and women. Yeah, they're more women, but more women. (laughs) Definitely more women. Or I actually made it a game to look for the surgery scars on the women's boobs. And that's not 
Well, except for one, the chest, whatever the hell her name Chesty was. McG- I call her Chesty McGee. Uh, yeah, look, the actor's name in here, uh, Pandora Peaks. That's her performance name, so you were close. <laughs> uh, I thought, other than Pandora Peaks, I thought the breasts were fine. And I and I'm, I can get away with saying that in an Andy Sedaris film because that's what they're known for, okay? Um, I, you know, the more I think about it, it was a fun movie. There are some hilariously bad lines, and I called one right before you did. it happened. You did. Um, the uh, actress, uh, excuse me, the the um, Roberta Vasquez, the other female, the the actress who I, the only actress I actually liked um, in the movie. Um, she, the ending, she's fighting the last two assassins, and they're both ninjas, and they're the worst ninjas in film history. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, but. Um, Nine Deaths of a Ninja. We need to do that movie. That's fun. Um, but anyway, they're fighting the ninjas, and she has a bat. And I, I told you, I said it out loud. She's going to say, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> and I'll be damned if you've seen it, you know, or watch it. on. I'm sure there's clips all over YouTube. As soon as she's about to hit the guy, she says, I'm Batman, right? Or she does. does. She, she, okay. And then she says it again after she hits the guy. Yes. Um, which was not a good idea. The, the one line it worked. Leave it. Don't don't overdo the punchline. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that there are some hilarious and there's a lot of lines like that. And I'm telling, and there was no way this was meant to be taken seriously. Um, if you're an aficionado of model planes, there's a lot of gratuitous. Mo- we forgot the, the gratuitous. Yeah, that was, yeah. The gratuitous model plane shots. They do they do an air, air show. show. They film a lot of, uh, about a good what ten minute chunk and a big part of the plot plot you make it out has to do with a model plane. Um, they film it at an air show, but it's a model plane air show, and that's pretty genius to have a low you know on a yeah. low budget. You don't have to use real planes. So uh, Andy Sedaris could uh, definitely turn these films in on budget. Uh, if we're gonna make a quick, if we're talking about low budget directors who made their entire careers out of doing schlock. He's one of the better. <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of the director, late director uh, Chuck Vincent. He he did a lot of stupid movies like this as well. I love his movies probably more than Andy Sedaris's movies, but his movies look like shit. <laughs> I mean, they don't have the beautiful, well, the, I would say beautiful, but the competent cinematography and the locations. Mm-hmm. Watching a Chuck Vincent film is like watching something through one, one of those things when you're a little kid and you look through the whole the pixel things. Like, like a kaleidoscope? Like a kaleidoscope or gl- having glaucoma. Um, but Chuck Vincent would be for a totally different show. Um, I w- uh, what I want to say is Sedaris was very talented at what he did. He delivered the goods... Um, he got some name actors on occasion. Eric Estrada. It's weird because after this, Eric Estrada did mostly um, what uh, the infomercials, and he's in a lot of faith-based movies now. It's kind of funny watching him do this sex scene in the pool. Oh, and, and now oh. he's in all these faith-based movies. But, I can't you know. get that out of my mind. Even oh, it wasn't that bad. I mean, come on, it it wasn't. T- it was very tame by today's standards. And it, I, I'm going to say, it was kind of pretty how they did the slow motion, flapping the hair back and forth. Oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. the steam in the pool, way too much steam in the pool. Um, but like I said, I'm comparing it to Showgirls, and anything's going to look gorgeous compared to the Showgirls flopping True. in the water scene, with all due respect <laughs> to Elizabeth Berkeley. Sorry, but she was flopping around like a fish. Um, 
So I give um, I, I I give Estrada a pass. Like I said, it, it's weird he did a uh, bunch of faith based movies and uh, uh, well, but, you know, work is work. I guess I guess it's not fair to judge him for that. Um, as far as the rest of the cast goes, they are really unknown. There's an actor by the name of Bruce Penhall. Uh, who's kind of the... I compared him to Brad Pitt, but I, I think that's a serious disservice to Brad Pitt, not only in looks, but in talent. Uh, but he's he's kind, kind the of... The wish a, version? Yeah. <laughs> the wish version of Brad Pitt? <laughs> there you go. You're Thanks. expecting one thing and you get something completely different? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's his... Brad Pitt's uh, distant cousin, I'm not sure. Anyway, what? Well, he's Very a distant. He's a Stratus sidekick, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, this guy, I mean, he plays dumb very well. Let me leave it at that. Um, and, and, you know, over the film, to be honest with you, I kind of liked the guy because he was just so stupid. And he got he got Roberta Vasquez, didn't he? Wasn't there a scene yeah, where so, she yeah. has the plastic breastplate on that just kind of falls off? Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how did they... That I'm, you know what? I don't understand that. The movie knows its audience. It That's just, how I don't understand. Well, it would seem like it was on and wrapped around her, and the next thing it just like it was just like scotch taped on. That's because in 1991, uh, teenage boys had to use a VCR, and <laughs> and the pausing wasn't. We weren't even in DVD times here. This is VHS. The pausing had you know had a little delay on it you know you'd i wouldn't know but i've heard of guys have done this they watch (laughs) movies like this and and they you know the pause you hit pause on the vcr and then it's your little wavy thing and so you have to look at the breast and they're like (laughs) but um trust me trust me and yes i am gonna go here uh andy sedaris's movies were paused many times (laughs) in many places on vhs tapes uh, by many a young lad and maybe older lad, who cares? Uh, back in their time, uh, this such an innocent time. You know, it was such an innocent time. Nineteen ninety one, Do or Die would be considered a dirty movie, unbelievable. But I'm gonna get off the old man rant here. Uh, okay, bottom line, it's stupid. It's I, I think it's critic proof because it's just so gleefully dumb. Uh, it is fun. It's never boring. There's, it, no. a, there's I, a lot of flesh and a lot of cool things to look at. My biggest disappointment was it, it really had nothing to do with the beach, and it definitely had nothing to do with Hawaii. Oh, yeah, and one more thing. I can't believe we've gotten 22 minutes out of this review, <laughs> and it gets you talking, if nothing else. Um, one more thing, and this pissed me off. This is why I gave it a 7 instead of an 8, Oh yeah, that's my rating. That's seven. Um, I uh, the ending. You're waiting for Pat Morita to get his just due. They've killed all the assassins. Yeah. Um, and I'm thinking, how are they going to kill Pat Morita? Please let him go back to Hawaii so they can kill Pat Morita. <laughs> Pat Morita, like I said, spends the whole movie in this uh, samurai hotel or wherever the hell he stays at Sushi Inn or whatever. I don't know. It was Samurai Hotel. I think he stayed in. Uh, that's how that's how this movie is. It's got a samurai magazine in, in the room. <laughs> but it was called it was called I don't know, it was called Samurai Hotel or something. 
which would have been a cool name for a movie. <laughs> but anyway, Pat Maria, um, you keep waiting. You're like, okay, they got to kill Pat Maria. They got to kill Pat. You know, he's just the last one. They don't fucking kill Pat Morita. And boy, was I pissed. That shows you how I was into the movie. <laughs> it was a lame ending. You know, I thought when she put that necklace on him, oh no, we're just going to track him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're just going to track him. What are you going to do okay, with that? Okay. Basically, his concubine, the woman, the, the, the poor woman who has to give him massages the whole time and listen to his weird uh, dialogue about taking over the world. Um. Basically, she was undercover the entire time. Yeah. Which is good. That explains a lot. Um, but she was undercover the entire time. She takes this necklace, and I thought the necklace was going to blow him up. Um, that would have been fun. I thought it was going to at least you know do, do some cheesy thing where it burns yeah. him and he dies or something. something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought maybe they'd blow him up because they blow everything up in this movie, but they're not going to blow up that hotel. They didn't have the money for that. Uh, but they could have done something, you know. Uh, unfortunately, the necklace is a tracking device, and it it, it ends with all of our, our our good guys, our characters, our team, because it does turn it. It's kind of a, a inglorious bastards, if you will. <laughs> Tarantino t- totally stole this movie, <laughs> um, but it, it it ends with our team standing around saying, "Well, well, he's tracked now." And the movie ends! What the hell is that going to do, tracking him? Well, it sets up a sequel that I didn't know was going to happen. So I looked up information on this movie. There is a follow-up called Hard Hunted. It gets very confusing because in Hard Hunted, the, the villain Kane is not played by Pat Morita. So I'm, 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 I tell you what, I'm going to check out Hard Hunted, though. <laughs> <laughs> you need a resolution. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the um, I have the uh, DVD from I forgot the company that put it, Mill Creek. They put out all of Andy Sedaris's movies on basically two or three DVDs, so you have two movies crammed on one DVD. The picture quality is terrible, uh, but hey, boys, if you got to pause it, it's much better on a DVD. Um, and it's about what these movies deserve: <laughs> shitty transfers. Um, his films, Andy Sedaris' films were championed by the critic Joe Bob Briggs, very much so in the 90s, and he makes a good point. They're fun movies. Uh, but like I said, they're, they're, it's a setup for a sequel, and apparently this is all part of Andy Sedaris' Lethal Ladies series, uh, which I guess are some... You know, you know I was thinking... Characters just kind of show up, and we're supposed to know who they are, you know, like yeah. like all of them. So maybe we should have started the Lethal Lady series at the beginning, and I don't know where it starts, but I I don't even know if I want to. I don't know, know the proper timeline of the Lethal Lady series. You know, there's so much, uh, there's so many uh, websites that go on about the DC timeline and the Marvel timeline and the Harry Potter timeline and the Star Wars timeline. Someone do extensive work into the Lethal Ladies series timeline because <laughs> because you have different actors playing the parts. Some characters die, some return. I mean, everybody goes on about the Fast and Furious timeline. And, you know, please, give the Lethal Ladies series a timeline. Someone <laughs> do it. Because I don't want to do it. Someone do it. Uh, get yeah. get to work on that. But anyway, well, I, I want to give my score. Okay, I'm giving it a four, which is more than I thought you'd give it. Because a the lame ass ending. I now I expected some kind of lame ass ending, but I expected it to go out with a bang. The nudity didn't bother you as much. The soft core, very no, soft core. It sorry. did not. 
Nudity didn't. Nudity doesn't bother me. Okay. And you know these kinds of movies you kind of expect. Right. Um, and the some of the characters they were just dumb. You know, just men and women. Men and women. The they dumbest character was the guy. The yeah. Um, I took off a point because of the guy in the beginning wearing the black tank top with the white pants. It was just an atrocious. That's what fashion. It's well okay, okay. Yes, I know it was nineteen ninety one, but it was it was offensive. Plus, he was a douchebag uh, Hawaii guy, so and, he's got to um, wear that. Let's see what else. We need to give a compliment. Oh, go go ahead. I'm I'm gonna look something. Tell and uh, you know, poor Chesty McGee, whatever her name was. Uh, she they she never had a gun. Pandora Peaks. Yeah, she did. They didn't give her a gun. She's there hiding. Pandora like, Peaks. What, I was like, what is she gonna do? Like, knock somebody, knock somebody out with her boobs? What? Well, yeah, she. Didn't. I mean, she needs a weapon. She well, she had she had two weapons that probably cost more than uh, firearms. Um, so yeah, she she did all right. Um, <laughs> and but anyway, I gave it a four because although it was lame, it was fun, it was entertaining, it kept my, it kept my attention. But it was still stupid. I uh, yes, it was very stupid. I also want to call out. I believe the actress's name is Cynthia Bremhall. Uh, she lo- it looks like she's done a bunch of these types of movies as well. She I don't know if she really sang, but there is one of these strangest country and western dive bar musical. Yeah, she would dance around in like a lace outfit with thong and and you're like. And that was kind of—I didn't know. That was different. Know. It was—it was different. I guess that. Yeah, that had to be her. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. backup players were not mad about it. No, no, no. It, that's an interesting scene, and that kind of defines what the entire movie about. It's weird. It's stupid, but it's not boring. <laughs> no, it's—it's it's not boring. You just wind up questioning throughout the whole thing. You're just questioning things. Is that her? I'm guessing I think so. Her. Okay. Yeah, the, um, yeah, but anyway, she, uh, Cynthia Brimhall, yeah, I don't know if she sang herself, but she wasn't a terrible singer, and it was a different, that's a different type of scene to have in a movie like this. That's Andy Sedaris movies in a nutshell. And you really do need to watch Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <laughs> and yeah, uh, and I didn't give it an extra point because it, you know, it just, the scenery was pretty, but it didn't stay in Hawaii, so, you know what? Yeah, I'm angry about that. Well, that's it for do or die. You're either gonna you're either gonna love it or well, you're either gonna take it or leave it. You know the kind of movie it is uh, just by looking at the video cover of it, uh, and um, you know it, it's critic proof. I think uh, I'm, I'm giving it seven. I was gonna give it eight, but I was just so pissed off that that they didn't kill Pat Morita. Um, and 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 uh, like you like you said, it didn't take place in Hawaii. Um, that's it, and I think that was a pretty good one. Um, can I go ahead and do till next yeah, week? Okay, yeah. next week we are going to attempt attempt if we, we have attempt. the time. We are going to attempt a double feature. Uh, Juneteenth is uh, Juneteenth. Okay, for Juneteenth, we're doing do the right thing, and then for Father's Day, we are going to do. 
Universal Soldier. Yes, and thank you, thank you. I picked, I picked Do the Right Thing, and you picked Universal Soldier, and thank you for not picking some lame Tim Allen movie or some shit like no. that for Father's Day because, you know, unless it's Toy Story, if Tim Allen's name is attached, it sucks. Um, but uh, anyway, that is it. Uh, do or die, I say take it or leave it. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you.